Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The three ups, not division winners, but favorites lose last night. And we're going to talk all about it here on Talking Baseball. Let's do it. Braves didn't win the division. No, they did. The three division winners lost. Fuck! I had it and I blew it. You blew it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's brought to you by SeatGeek. You can use code JOHNBOYPLAYOFFS to get 10% off any ticket order. Doesn't matter if you use them already or not. It's October 15th. We're recapping the three games that happened yesterday. As I said so flawlessly in the intro, all the division leaders, winners lost. I forgot the Braves won the division at the end because it was only there for like two days. They did. All the teams with buys. Are you really trying to do this to Mets fans right now? Might be doing it to Braves fans. I think both. I think both fan bases are going to be mad at me about that, and it's just a natural mess up. You're going to do all that work and then let the Phillies get you? We'll talk about that. Go Phils, go. Uh, Jake, how are you? Trev, how are you? Hot. Let's talk baseball. All right, you're hot. You know why I'm good. Had a couple martinis last night. My friend Jack Strobel got engaged. I'm not, I'm not clapping for that. I'm okay. wearing shorts today. Oh, that's... Wait, no, you always wear shorts. Nah. 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 Not as mugsies. Dude, once the weather flips, I all my shorts go in the attic and my jeans come out. I'm like a hard line. Jeans, shorts, they don't mingle. Yeah. Has it flipped over there? Are we, are we getting cold? Yeah, but yesterday's hot as shit at the Yankees game. Jake, tell them about oh, it. Let's burn it. It was game number hot one. as ish at the Yankees game where SeatGeek, John Boy playoffs, tickets, 10% off. Love. Use it as much as you want. Hard. Game two in the boogie down Bronx. Shane Bieber better watch out for Celine Er taking the mound for the guard dogs versus are you the one they call Cortez? Nestor Cortez getting his playoff beak wet in the Bronx. Bottom one. Hit the music. Giancarlo. Let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. Te quiero. Two run homers. It's 2 nothing. Yanks. Hey, baby. But Andres is him. Jimenez with the RBI single. It is 2-1. And then Rosario hits one to the Barrio. We are tied up at twos, just like a good night out, Trev. And then we're going Bunos Cantos. We're into the 10th. Nobody scored. Oh, a bloop and a bloop and a bloop. The Guardians put up a two spot on the board to make it fortitude. What fortitude by those baby guards. The Yanks can't put a rally together, and oh, no. The Guardians steal one in the Bronx as they head back home. And now they have home field advantage. Guardians win 4-2. Trev, you were watching this game. Jake and I were at this game. BBD was at this game. It was fun for one inning. And then it sucked as a Yankee fan. As a yeah. Guardians fan and third party, it was probably... I don't know, actually. As a Guardians fan, it was definitely fun. As a third party, Trev, was this a good game or is this boring? 
The lack of offense, the lack of hitting with runners in scoring position lends itself, to, for me at least, to kind of a boring game. But then you start to think about just some of the pitchers that are, are going now. I mean, they're hot, and that's kind of what happens in the playoffs. Um, you'll get some guys going on runs, some bullpens stepping up, as the Guardians have. Um, so, you know, it was it was good. The way that the Guardians ended up scoring their runs is just absolutely heartbreaking. Guardians um, baseball, though. I guess, you know, I don't know. That's you don't really rely on the bloop too much. I get that they put the ball in play. Uh, but that that was a tough one for me. I think I, I want to jump there uh, because you have Jose Ramirez dunking one out there. They have the shift on him. So Donaldson's around shortstop and you have uh, Cabrera out there in left field who, I mean, are we calling him an outfielder now? Is he? He's a talented fielder. His best positions are the infield. He is yeah. looked solid in the outfield, but it's very much like he's really good at defense, so we'll put him in the outfield. He looks so good in right field. Left field at Yankee Stadium is, is is vast; it's larger, and and I think left fielder left field is the harder outfield to play as the two corners. Gallo couldn't do it. It's it's those balls. It's you know the ones a fly ball, you know, some hard hit balls in the gap. Like those are kind of plays that you you don't need to be an outfielder to go get. Now it's these plays that can change. Uh, when you don't have someone that's been out there their whole life. You got your third baseman slash shortstop Donaldson going out for the ball. Cabrera's coming in. Now, Donaldson, at, you know, in my opinion, when he knows he can't get to the ball, he needs to be very vocal there. He's got to be like, you, 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 take it, take it, take it. Uh, that way, Cabrera can continue his full head of steam to come get that ball. That's what he needed to do. It looked like to me that they both kind of saw each other. They hesitated. I saw Cabrera's eyes go to Donaldson kind of at the last second and then back to the ball, and he whiffed that thing. I know it, like, it ended up looking like he almost caught it, but he had really no chance as soon as he took his eyes and went to Donaldson. And you know what? That all could have been okay. You keep, you keep Ramirez on uh, second base, um, but Donaldson decides to you know try to make up for maybe a misplay. Throws it past them. They get a run on third, then another blue pit. It was yeah. And the infield comes in because tough. of that, and then exactly. he scores with the infield in. That was a pretty demoralizing turn of events. But that is Guardians baseball, and I don't say that as the knock. Like they are the the 2015 Royals. I think you compared them to that team, Trev. It's contact, 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 and pitching. That's their strategy. And they have an outfield that can go get the ball. They ain't. I mean, that's that's their mo. Like put our put three outfielders out there that can play defense with the best of them. It's very demoralizing for hitters when you have that out there. But yeah, I agree. It's it. it, it they're comparable for sure. There was no extra base hit. There's no doubles. That's what we were kind of halfway through the game. There was, I think, twelve hits, two home runs, Jimenez homer, Stanton homer, and then ten singles. And they were all softly hit, found a hole. For the Yankees as well. Glaber had two, IKF had two. And then for the Guardians. And then Naylor gets his double where Bader kind of got turned around. But he whacked that one. Yeah, you, Trev, you mentioned the Guardians outfield defense. I mean, Quan played mostly center field in the minors. And he's just been playing like a almost a gold glove caliber left. I know there was one or two balls out to left field that weren't even a question. It was, it was, it was easy money for him. Um, yeah, it, it's tough when the game comes down to that because, you you know, when we did Talking Yanks when we got back yesterday, I was trying to separate things into a good and bad column. Um, Beaver and Nestor, they kind of exchange blows, very similar starts by the end of it. 
All right, wash your hands. Bieber went longer, right? 5.2, Nestor went 5. Oh, wow, I thought he was out there. No. So, um, and then uh, kudos to each team's kind of plan bullpen. Uh, Trevor Stefan, 1.1, four strikeouts. Good for you. Karen Jack, uh, he had the wild thing going on a little bit, uh, but he ends up not getting hurt by it, and mostly because of the dude behind him, Class A, with a 2.1 inning performance. Uh, being the bad dude, 33 pitches, 29 from Karatrek, 21 from Stefan. Uh, Stefan, excuse me, Stefan, I always think of family matters. Uh, the Families Yan- do matter. The Yankees, their good bullpen right now is Trevino, Luizaga, Wandy Peralta, and they're trying to make Clay Holmes happen. All four of those guys do their job, um, and they all stay under 17 pitches. So... That left the Yankees going to Jamison Tyone in his first ever relief pitching appearance. And like you're saying, I mean, it's tough. I, I'm too close to Jamo. He's been very nice to us with Yanks. And even on his uh, Pirates Day, we interviewed him in a parking lot. And he's just a really nice dude. Um, you know, for that first ball to drop. And, you know, think about who's missing right now. Andrew Benintendi, a gold glove left fielder. Does he get that ball? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I would have loved yes, to find does. out. Yes, he does. And there you go. Um, and then, you know, like you're saying, the next batter, it would have been a pop-up like right to where Rizzo normally stands at first, but infield in, it's over his head. And just like that, it's three to two, and you, you leave a ball to Naylor. And, yeah, it. Uh, and they, they outside still... of all that, the Yankees' offense shut down for a full baseball game. They scored in the first, yeah. and then they got shut out for nine innings. The Tyone stuff, those pitches, they were still dead center, the, the, the second two. They were... I mean that that two strike curveball to to um to Gonzalez. It's a bloop hit, but I mean he just if you look at the pitch back, it's like he didn't want that so center cut. But it's his first time coming out of the pen, and he's struggled in the first inning of being sharp with his location. Defense really <laughs> failed him. <laughs> the Guardians, yeah, I think, yeah, he pitched great. Like I, I don't think he should hang his head at all. Like those, you you have two. You need hits, a, it should be out. Yeah, and should, then Naylor, it was a long bat. He ends up, you know, putting one over the plate there. But if those two first two balls get caught, you have a two out double, whatever. Like it's we're talking so much differently about Tyone and him coming out of the pen. What's if those tough? Two balls that had the expected batting average of like point oh five. You know, it's yes. You can't hang this on him. I'm not hanging on him, but I. It's just a part of the formula. Once that ball drops and J Ram's on third, you need strikeouts. And Tyone doesn't get strikeouts. He's very heavy in the zone. He's very ball and play, and that's a bad also formula. What the Guardians do exactly. So it's just a bad formula, and you got to keep him out there. I would have liked other people out of the pen first. That kind of get strikeouts and end of game situations. I said that two weeks ago, so it's not like a new thought. By Who me. would you have gone to? Well, one, I wouldn't have used the bullpen the way they did. I right. said that at the same time. They took everyone out right. of fifteen. I, pitches, I agree with that. And they didn't need to take everyone out of fifteen pitches in a tie game. Like they are they trying to preserve the guys? Is that yeah, why they're yes, doing that? Yes, the Indians, the Guardians, very much played to win this game, and Boone very much used yeah. his bullpen to save. Think about this: our best three guys, Luizaga, um, uh, Wandy Peralta, and Trevino, all threw fifteen pitches. One of them threw sixteen, and they yeah. and they didn't need to. They could have gone longer. Their their best reliever, Classe. Went 2.1 innings. He pitched over three innings during the regular season. That dude didn't pitch over the course of two innings, not once. He had one up down in the wild card against the Rays, and now he's got two up downs in this series, and they played to win the game. 
And I want to just talk about Classe and give the Guardians their due. Like, they, he is so good. Mets fans keep getting mad at me every time I say this. He was the best closer in baseball or relief pitcher because he got used in scenarios without a save opportunity, too. Like, I tweeted out the numbers yesterday. This guy is a stud. And he might not have the strikeouts, but who cares because he gets outs. And when I did the solo episode a while ago, I was detailing all of this. He doesn't let people on base. He pitched in 77 games in the regular season. 70 of them, he did not allow a walk. His whip was .7. And that's what you want out of a reliever is a guy who doesn't (laughs) give up base runners. I mean, this guy, he's throwing 90-mile-per-hour sliders, 99-100-mile-per-hour cutters. I mean, I tweeted it. Most games with at least one innings pitch without giving up a hit, nor a walk. So no base runner. So no threat. No worry. Oh, our closer. He always makes it scary. Not this guy. He had 40 games like that. The next highest is 32. Uh, Most 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 games with at least one inning pitch without allowing a run. Class A had 60. Next highest was 52. This guy's scary. Now, as a Yankee fan, I'm hoping that him going 2.1 tires his arm out. They got potentially four in a row, and that comes back, and the Yankees being all soft and not going for the win helps them out uh, because I got to help for that, but he's scary, man. Hey, I know we talk about Jordan and, you know, the Dodgers trading him for Josh Fields and how bad that is. Look at this transaction. The Padres had this guy first, and they sent him to the Rangers for Brett Nicholas. Now, I know Brett Nicholas. He is like... Who's the catcher in uh in what's it called? Major League? Jake Taylor. Jake, Jake Taylor, like down two notches, is what Brett Nicholas was. No offense to you, Brett. Okay. Little offense. And then the Rangers go ahead and ship him off to Cleveland for Corey Kluber. And Corey Kluber pitched like an inning for the Rangers. This is yes, yes. talk about a guy just landing in your lap. Are you kidding? This guys like this change franchises the guardians are not where they're at this season without emmanuel classe and he just landed in their lap for nothing so he goes to the freaking scouting department for going and getting that guy jeez man. he had a pd right he got popped at one point he got suspended for 80 games so he might one of the trades might have been maybe knowing that was going on and then also much like bruce star people were a little scared three years back of these relievers that were throwing hundred mile per hour with that much movement of like their health. They're like, oh, let's get rid of this guy before he gets hurt. Both those guys are going strong. It's also yeah. or- organizationally teams value bullpen so little. Cause they think you can replace guys. there the easiest. So, you know, Texas Rangers saw, Oh, maybe we could get Corey Kluber back for just this young guy who might be a good reliever. And now here we are. Corey Kluber helps send them into this round. Uh, and Class A is shoving. And by the way, go look at the little extension that the, the guard dogs gave him. He's got, uh, in 2027 and 2028, he's got a $10 million team option. So if he looks anything like this, um, they'll trade him to another oh team and there'll be a bargain over there. But um, I think the other thing that has to be discussed yeah. before we fully move on to uh, the next game, which is a massive one, awesome, Tristan and Seve, um, Aaron Judge, uh, he's, you know, 
talk about the head of the snake. He's the head of the snake, the arms of the snake, the feet of the snake. And you're like, has this guy seen a snake? Judge having a brutal series, uh, 0 for 8, 7 Ks. 0 for 8, 7 Ks, one walk. Uh, yeah, brutal, brutal series. They're attacking him. Made some good pitches. His swing looks different, as Trev noted. But... You need to get him going. I mean, it's he's one of if you're looking for a real like tangible reasons for the loss yesterday. And Judge is one of them. I have another one too that I that I uh, tell you, Trev, because it's okay. not getting talked about that much. But thoughts on Judge? You were talking about his swing and his approach a little bit. Well, I didn't realize this, and in our notes, Erica put that he hasn't come up with a base run run yet. And prior to this series. I told Chris Rose, I said, you know what category Aaron Judge is going to lead the world in in the division round? I said, on base percentage. I think they're going to walk him. But the problem is, you don't got to walk him when there's nobody on base. Like a solo home run, okay, we can deal with solo home runs. When you start judges up there with a couple guys on, that's when you really have to be careful with them. That's when the mistakes come. But if you're seeing Aaron Judge up there, and yeah, there's some mechanical things, but if you're able to go challenge him, and also say, like, if we do walk him, who cares? So now you can you can start to tunnel your pitches and X the outside corner and go all over the zone, and you don't really have to worry about anything. You could be so aggressive against him. That coupled with the fact that, you know, his timing just seems a little bit off and he's getting rotational with it. I was telling you guys, his bat path isn't isn't right right now. You know, it looks like he's, he's super rotational with it, meaning his, his shoulder's going out. And that bat is kind of more in and out of the zone. And Judge is one of the best at keeping his bat through the zone when he's going well. It's just not that right now. He's 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 not feeling good. He's in between. There are some mechanical <clears throat> things that all could be ironed out with a good cage session with a guy like Judge. But, you know, right now they are, I mean, they're abusing him, which is crazy to say. I mean, that he's facing good pitchers. The Guardians have good pitching. But this is not an outcome that I don't think anyone saw well, coming. A-Rod went on a big rant yesterday saying they need to get him out of the leadoff spot. Do you think you agree? The problem is the Yankees have no leadoff hitters. DJ I've and never, Benintendi I've are never, Yeah, I've never liked like, your best hitter hitting leadoff. I understand you want to get him up there as much as possible, and if you don't have a leadoff hitter, what do you do? I, I like, for the same reason that we just talked about, nobody getting on base in front of them, like, at least you'd have your one and two hitter who are probably better than your eight and nine hitter, you know, get, having a chance to get on base. I think that makes a lot more sense. Uh, it's they did, they did that. What most of the year, right? Yeah. Well, towards the end of the year when they lost D, DJ and Ben and Tendi, uh, last, yeah, they had Rizzo lead off a couple games last year. That would be the only move. I think I they like make that is have Rizzo lead off and judge bat two, stand three or, or Glaber three. And, I wouldn't be uh, highly opposed if that's what happens tonight in game three. But the other thing they did yesterday is they did change the lineup very slightly. They moved, they flipped Oswaldo Cabrera and Josh Donaldson, who were the five and six hitters. Donaldson got good wood on balls in game one, so they move him up in the lineup, which also moves your second lefty down, which gives you a little more balance and length. And it just completely backfired on the Yankees. Because any time an inning was getting going, Donaldson got three walks. They weren't really pitching to him. And then they came right at Oswaldo Cabrera with fastballs with high velo, and he looked pretty bad. And I think that mistake 
led to, I think, three innings just ending by the Guardians being like, ah, screw this guy. Let's go after this guy. He had that uh, Cabrera had that at bat. I think it was against Karen Jack, and yeah. he had a good at bat going. He was taking some borderline pitches, and it looked like he just made his mind up to swing on the last one. It was yeah, three, two, it was a just... very like in, like that famous Todd Frazier swing, where it's like it kind of in between just like the motion of a swing, but no real threat of a swing. Yeah, was... I mean, look, we got to give more credit to the Guardians doing what they did. Um, the bullpen, Stefan. Uh, one in the third, four Ks. Like he looks kind of like untouchable. Yep. Um, and then yeah, stringing together at bats, Rosario going up top, and and uh, Jimenez getting the base hit. I mean, they are scrappy. They're not gonna. They played mistake free too. You know, on balls yeah. that were put in play. It's Guardians baseball. It's pitching and contact. And I I said that yesterday, and people thought I was insulting them, but I'm not. Like it's it's fun, and they know who they are, and they play to they play to that style of baseball. It's good. Yeah, they don't look scared of the environment. Uh, in the dugouts, they're in the dugout. They're, you know, having a good time. McKenzie was mic'd up, and he's looking forward to pitching. Man, that's that's uh, he's been really good against the Yankees. Now you get him for Game Three. It's I like I some. Know, I like it. I'll do an hour on pregame. Sure, I like some Yankee swings versus them, but yeah, it'll be a good game. Jake and I are going to be live streaming it on the Talking Yanks YouTube from a bar, and we got like 150 yeah, people that came through that are coming through. Wow! Yeah, we'll you said be, bar. We'll be sitting up, uh, sitting up on a the little beers there. Beers. So maybe we have some fun stuff with uh, the crowd that's coming through to watch it with us. So check that out. Mackenzie Severino, uh, and man, talk about a pivotal game, five game series. I know we're going to be talking about that a lot more with some of the upcoming series, but man. Yankee season could be on the line uh, if Tristan McKenzie does his thing. And Seve, you know, he was the one on on kind of that 2017 team when this whole new Yankees team started. Uh, it would be a nice little full circle for him to have a special performance on the road and put the Yankees back in the driver's seat. But, um, yeah, the, the Yankees' bottom of the lineup really doesn't have any fear factor. And if Judge, the head of the snake, because Rizzo, Torres, and Stanton – Actually had nice games. So if Judge did his normal thing, I think we'd be saying like, oh, this Yankees top of the lineup is is still legit. So he's uh he's got to figure it out wherever he's hitting. Isn't it funny how you can go from like oh you you're in your mind before the series, you could talk up lineups be like, oh, this is gonna look good. And then you see him and you're like, Oh my god, this looks horrible. <laughs> it happens quickly in baseball. Yeah, and let's get to the next series, which has mm. uh, had a lot of lineup talks beforehand, and they said, no, we're not changing it. It worked out. Phillies, Braves. Jake, you ready to burn mm. this one for us? Oh, sure burn am. it, baby. Game three, it's always sunny in Philadelphia as Spencer tries to take a big stride back for the Braves as he comes back from his injury versus his name is Nola and Noelle Nola in the Philadelphia. Bryson Stott with the big RBI double down the line. Strider was cruising until this. They throw up the fours and Reeser with a slam for the ages. Three run homer but a bat flip that'll be replayed in Philadelphia and every wiffle ball blitz ball field across this great country and then okay they take him out let's buy dylan lee oh my god bryce harper with one of the most picturesque 
home runs you will ever see. And it is six nothing Phillies Braves. Money Mike, he gets himself his playoff hit in RBI at six to one, but then Harper does it again. One of his bloop doubles off the wall. And then Nick the Dick Castellanos with an RBI single himself. It's a blowout in Philly. Whoa! Phil's win 9 1 final. Ooh, baby. That burn by Jake up. is brought to you by MLB Nine Innings. It's a cool pick. What you got there? Well, Ted. Looks like he's uh, on a video game in your phone. Yeah. MLB Nine Innings. A baseball game in the palm of your hands with MLB 9 innings. The ultimate mobile baseball game. I could read the ad copy here, but Jake actually plays this game and enjoys it a ton. And maybe I'll start doing that. I don't really have the mobile gaming itch. But I know you do, Jake. Download it. Download it. Try it. Download it. Introducing new... Trev, you used to challenge me on all those little games on the iMessage. Ooh, what the hell happened? Yeah. Keep forgetting about that. Let's do yeah. that again. I love that. Introducing, they got new historic players to MLB 9 Innings roster. They got Randy Johnson, Tony Gwynn, Greg Maddox, Cal Ripken. <laughs> Full 3D modeling is implemented. Most of the, the most up-to-date rosters, team logos, ballpark. Jake, can you give them a little synopsis real quick? Like, what happens on this game? Uh, MLB 9 Innings 22. Uh, you're collecting cards. It's similar to maybe some people play MLB The Show and you do some Diamond Dynasty stuff. It's similar to that. Uh, you can go heads up first, people. You could do the full season. Uh, if you like baseball, there's a really good chance you'd like this app. That's where I think you'd like it, Jim. All right. Well, download and play MLB 9 Innings 22 today with the link in the description. Don't let the thrill of baseball end when you're up and about. Download and play MLB 9 Innings 22 today. Play right now. Phillies. Big old mm. bat spike from Reese. I love it. Uh, I mean, I did a breakdown on it yesterday because it was so weird. Five thrown pitches, five hits. Yes. That's nuts. Catcher didn't catch a ball. There's five you think hits. That was their game plan? Sometimes you got that plan. Let's go get these dudes um, from the jump. No, well, so it was a two-two pitch to Stott, and he went down and got an off-speed pitch. To, oh yeah, to go on second. Then they intentionally walked Schwarber. Yep. What are the underlying numbers there? I mean, Schwarber is the one. When we talked yesterday, we were like, Reeser looks like he's going to break out. Schwarber looks lost. That's what we said, and we're just guys that talk at a table. The decision is it just righty lefty? And first base open, it almost seems like the robots were just like, first base is open, lefty up, righty pitching, let's walk him. Like, And no real human thought. I, Jake and I were a little surprised they did that. I think if you like the matchup with Hoskins, I mean, I think the biggest thing was the velo coming down for Strider there. I mean, we knew this guy was going to be kind of limited, uh, but he looked lights out the first two innings and he gets thought up there you know and i believe smoltz is on this call right mm. i think he is my guy that guy never wants anyone to throw a breaking pitch he just wants to blow fastballs by everybody and so that was what was happening with stott and strider he was battling there um you know kind of not looking great on the heater it was a little tick behind it almost looked like he was waiting for an off-speed pitch because he was pretty defensive with his swings with the fastball. I don't know if that was just because the fastball was beating him. Um, but he does speed the bat up. 
And Stott does go down and get it. And that right there is like, wow, we got the lead. Like, that is so nice to go out there and get the first run in these games, especially at home, especially in front of that freaking crowd that was electric. An excellent at bat by Stott. You're right. Then he walks Schwarber, and then Hoskins wastes no time. And as soon as he picked his leg up, I was like, oh, he's on time for the heater. I didn't know that it was Strider's slowest pitch of the day at 93.8. This guy is a guy that sits at 98, 99. Hoskins did not miss that pitch at all. And yes, there was frustration and raw emotion. He throws the bat down before sprinting around the bases. It was kind of a hilarious thing if you really look at it, but it was pure. Um, It was very pure. It was just awesome to see because, like you said, James, him and Schwarber have been awful this series and awful in the postseason. So this is the thing. I kept saying, like, yeah, you can you can shuffle around the lineup and whatever, but these guys are professional hitters and they've been around the block. Like it's it they could similar to what I said about Judge, they could turn it on in an instant. This is the moment for Hoskins. And I, I think part of the thought process during the regular season, uh Strider had owned Hoskins where Schwarber Schwarber's numbers were okay. He had a home run uh, and a few walks, 364 on base that they they were saying go get him. And yeah, he uh that fastball, I mean 93-8 from a guy, you know, even even the bat before that, before they threw up the fours, he was 96-95. Yeah, um, his velo had come down a little, but not that much. Not that. And that's uh, you know, think about what we're saying. That one pitch. It goes from a one nothing game to four nothing like that, which Ooh. in the playoffs, you know, that that feels like eight. So um, kudos to Philadelphia. Like I, I felt myself stumbling into it the other day because we we're so excited to see that Seattle home crowd get a playoff series. And, you know, talking about Toronto previous to this, like the Philly, like Philadelphia, man, known for some of the rowdiest fans in the world. They haven't had a playoff game in forever. Um, they, yeah, that great place was going nuts. And I mean, when Hoskins slammed that bat, man, I mean that felt uh, felt like a energy shift in the world. Like, well, and then shit. for them, and then for the next batter to come up, Castellanos, first pitch hit, Strider yeah. comes out. Now the fan fans are all doing their wave, and they're then they're calling him. Uh, the guy in the breakdown called him something. I won't repeat on this show. Mm. Only couldn't repeat okay. it when I mouth him like a cat. He called uh, his nice mustache. You, Gonsolin, kitty cat. Oh, that's okay. And then, uh, and then the first pitch from the reliever, Lee, is just another center cut fastball to Harper, and it's like, does the scouting report that these guys don't swing first pitch because those are awful pitches? Like Strider, in the first inning, he sat. His average was ninety eight five. In the second inning, his average was average. His average was uh, ninety eight three. Now, it comes down in the third, Trev, but still not as low as that pitch to Reese Hoskins. It makes no sense to me. It's like, was he just trying to groove one because he didn't think he was going to swing? Before that pitch, his average was 96. And then he throws a 93 right down the middle. Yeah, I mean, that pitch was tough because if he stays at the top of the zone with 96, I think he does probably strike Reese out like that is a problem pitch for Reese and has been against Strider so you know that's probably where he was trying to go it's probably just fatigue man like the guy hasn't 
He's not built up. And they knew that going into the game. This is why I, I said, you got to, I think you got to start Morton here. We know the numbers um, of winning this game. I mean, they're, 75% of the teams that go up 2-1 end up advancing in the series. And if you do it the first game at home, I think like it even goes up even higher than that. So it's it was kind of a interesting decision. I know he said that the bullpen was fresh, and if he had to go bullpen with Strider on a limited pitch count, this was the day he wanted to do it. Uh, it ends up completely backfiring. And that pitch to Harper, um, it didn't even look like he was – going into ambush like you can tell sometimes when a guy's going up there saying i'm gonna get that first fucking pitch it didn't look that way it looked like harper was saying okay like we'll see what, where the pitch is and he's like holy my goodness this is right in my wheelhouse and then he decided to swing and hit homer like, reese looked like he was gonna go jump yes that first look at the reason harper was, was like oh my god you threw me this pitch what are you doing <laughs> it's tough Baseball happens fast, right? You know, we knew Strider was on a short leash. He, you know, first inning, strikes out two batters. Second mm. inning, one, two, fast. three. And then, uh, yeah, you're saying, okay, bottom of the lineup, four-pitch walk to Marsh. You you know, that should sound slight alarms. That's never good. And then, yeah, you're still saying Bryson Stott, who, by the way, some nice plays at shortstop uh, in this game. Uh, and a really nice at-bat for him. I mean, it, it's a one-two count. He fouls off four pitches before the double. So it's yeah, credit credit where credits due there uh, on Stott, and then it just fully unravels, and the the game was out of the game was done. Yeah, shout out to Nola. I mean, he goes six Ooh. point uh, six plus, and it wasn't. I think he had one clean inning. He did allow some walks. He had some runners on, but he got out of it. I mean, in the six. The Braves leave two left on base, and they don't take advantage of an error on the Phillies. Oh, they get one run there, but they leave two on base. In the fourth, they had one left on base. In the third, they had one left on base. In the first, two left on base. So they left a lot of runners on base. Nola worked out of it. Um, he's trying to go play his brother next round, you mm. know? Mm. And then you get to the six one and you're saying, okay, we got, we got nine outs. Let's go close the gap. And then Philly answers and they score three in the bottom of the seventh on another, almost a Harper Homer, uh, but getting all these guys working together. Now I don't think Schwarber had a hit yesterday. He but yeah. Won. He was one for two with the walk. So now you're, now you're looking at the first six guys in this lineup. You're like, Oh my God, if all of them are getting hot at the same time and we can get some homers, like a homer or two out of these guys each game, that's the recipe for postseason success. Got to out-homer the other team, and you have to have good starting pitching, which they've had. Uh, this is uh, – the bullpens look good. Like, this is a team that's very, very dangerous right now. And that Philly crowd is electric. Absolutely electric, and they've been waiting for a long time for it, man. They showed up. It was awesome. The guys had a bunch of cool quotes after the game about it. Everyone couldn't believe it. And it was funny because our boy uh, Kenny is just down in the dugout with the guys after they're hitting homers, like trying to get general, a genuine reaction out of him. It's weird because they're like, it's the it's the third inning, bro. Like, we don't want to talk about anything right and now. And they're like, so full of adrenaline after everything that's going on. <laughs> and like, I was like, what? Right now? Not even during a commercial break? Yeah, that was interesting. 
You can't Little do those. Kenny. You can't do those interviews. In my opinion, you can't do those. I understand what they're thinking. They're thinking the guys want more of the players, more of the personalities. But you can't until society is going to somewhat allow them to say what they actually would say. Yeah. And then don't do the in-game interviews because if it's just the buttoned-up nonsense, it's boring. Put a good swing on that one. Yeah, it felt good. It felt good. We got a lot of game left. Don't get ahead of us. Those guys over there are good, too. Like, until society, going. until society allows Reese Hoskins to say, I was fucking pissed. Intentionally walked Schwarber to get to me. I wanted to jack him up first pitch. Until that's acceptable, who cares about in-game interviews? Well, all right, let's do that, okay? I'm Kenny. Okay. Jake. Yeah. You're going to be Harper, and James, you're going to be Hoskins. I'm okay. Kenny. All right. Reese, uh, take me through your thoughts after that uh, massive home run right there. What were you thinking? I put one to the track last game, and Schwarber hasn't done shit, so I was pretty surprised they walked him in front of me. All I did was stare at that stupid little fucking mustache and use it as ammo, jump the first pitch. Fucking crushed that thing, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, Harper. What the fuck are you, are you talking to Reese? <laughs> Bryce Harper. I am the Phillies. My son Crew could have hit that out of the park. This guy stink. <laughs> I'm from Las Vegas. Why is he so obsessed with the mascot? Like, relax a little bit on that, Bryce. I love yeah. Bryce, man. Him hitting the homer and do the Phillies across the chest. Like, that's so cool. If Like, if I was a 13-year-old Phillies fan, it would be you? like the background of my phone. <laughs> you look like a 13 <laughs> Like a 13-year-old Philly fan, or like I said, yeah, 60-year senior president of some kind of like a mid-tier fraternity that nobody really wants to hang, right. but if you're the only party going, they're going. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. <laughs> only only party on campus party? Yeah. Uh, well, that's pretty good. Baseball! Can I tell you guys something? Yeah. Big game. Well, elimination game. Potential elimination game. Uh, the Braves, who I mentioned at the top, you did all that work. You caught the Mets. You laughed at them a little bit. Peter Moylan golfing during the wild card. You know, we're the big Ooh. bad Braves. We run it. Back against the wall. Phillies going cinder guard, uh, which will be interesting. And, hey, this is what the Braves are saying. They didn't know what they were going to get from Spencer Strider, right? Charlie Morton, I... You know, I know this hasn't been his best year, but Charlie Morton in a playoff game, I'm going to believe in that. I'm going to believe in him not making the big mistake and the perk from yesterday. McHugh, friend of the show, AJ Minter, Rice Lee Glacius, and Kenley Jansen. I mean, those guys, it's all hands. It's all hands. And I know we've been talking off, off camera and on camera about the home field advantage in a five-game set and how it can be tough, especially with these big layouts and the new format we're talking about. Well, if Charlie Morton and your good bullpen does their thing, then you have Max Fried at home, um, which is a very different, and then the home, that home field advantage comes right back. So, uh, massive, massive game in Philadelphia today. And Noah Syndergaard, let's see what you got in the tank, big dog. When did he last pitch in relief game one? Yeah, I believe so. And he looked good. We'll see. It's it, we're we're gonna talk about the strategy of these five game sets at a different time, probably in the off season. Uh, but it's looking like the guys that are managing game three, like it is. If it's one one, game three almost should be an all hands on deck type game, in my opinion. I mean, the Guardians kind of did that with the way they ran their 
best bullpen out there, leaving Class A in for two and a third. That was game two. Yes. Oh, that was game two. Oh, so right. the Yankees will take. They needed to get it tonight. to get to one one. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of managerial strategy um, that goes into the five game sets. I think seven a seven game set we're we're talking completely different series here. But the the um, the expedition of the five games that's not the right word I was looking for at oh. all. But you guys know what I'm for saying. Sure. There's a sense of urgency that I think you have to manage with in the five game sets. Yeah, especially your bullpen when the potential is you go four in a row, but then you're managing to to lose the current game and and save for a win later. It's an odd odd balance. Let's get to the third and final series of yesterday. A little bit of a shocker. Another division leader losing. Dodgers, Padres. Jake, can you let us know what happened mm-hmm. in a fun way? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Be funny, bro. Okay. Game three in San Diego. Snellagram, Trevor Plus, IG Live, buddy. Blake Snell on the bump for the daddies versus Trevor Plus. Catterday, Tony Gonsolin returning to the bump for LAD. Speaking of that D, talking about that Jake, 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 Jake. Cronenworth, Jake the Rake with another big RBI single. It's one nothing fathers and then oh my god Trent Grisham have yourself in October he takes the heen dog up top it's two nothing his name is Mookie Betts I say poppy sack fly to right it's two to one but this Padres bullpen does it again Martinez Garcia Suarez and Josh Hader, the goose is loose in San Diego. They take game three, two to one, five. Trev, how about this one, huh? You know what? I, I'm going to start out by saying the Padres fans absolutely uh, showed up. Now, I know there was some stuff going on. A lot of Dodger fans uh, tagging me in some tweets saying they couldn't even buy tickets because they, they were taking some area codes and saying, no siree, you can't get the tickets. So that helps with that. But Padres fans sure showed up, and it looked really, really cool there. Yes, James. As long as you know your crowd will sell it out, I don't mind doing that. I don't either. But if you block the game from others and you can't sell out yours, like when the Raiders used to do, uh, well, they would block out the TV and then still wouldn't sell out the game. It's like, well, what are you doing? But Padres fans showed up. But it's, it's, it's a dicey thing. Like if the Marlins try to do that or the Rays and then they still don't sell out the stadium, it's like, what? You're just blocking baseball? And I think MLB should come down hard. They sold out. So it's a tough line to run. But when it works out, I like it. Yeah, and it was a great atmosphere. Uh, Snell came to play. You know, it's it's unfortunate that Gonsolin is in the position that he's in where you know he's not at full strength. I think that would have been a much better type of game, even though it still was a great game. But that pitching matchup, Gonsolin-Snell, has a different ring to it, what, you know, two months ago before Gonsolin gets hurt. Now he kind of labors through an inning and a third. Dodgers bullpen did the thing. He need, uh, besides the one pitch to Grisham, looked great. And the rest of them did it. But this is a, a Padres team that is really, really confident right now, man. They really are. And to have 
Grisham doing his thing after having, you know, I think the lowest batting average of qualified uh, hitters in all of baseball. He has three home runs. He's one away from Jim Leyritz all-time Padres postseason like mark for a single postseason. That helps out a lot. Uh, and then Cronenworth kind of in the middle lineup doing his thing. It, it was a great game, man. And, and like I said, Snell showed up. Five and a third, five hits. There was some traffic on the bases, but his stuff looked sharp. He got six Ks. Like I like that Melvin let him go out for the six. I think in, in his head, he's like, I can't. We've seen this. We can't let history repeat itself. Let's at least let him go out there and see what happens. Uh, and then, yes, their bullpen, that Padres bullpen, Martinez to Garcia to Suarez to Hayter. There was a lot of Ks right there. I'm looking at it right now. So they pitched three and two-thirds, and they K'd six people. That's how you do it, man, against a really, really good Dodgers lineup. It's scary times in L.A. right now because the Padres have Musgrove going in this next game, and that place will be rocking again. Heen Dog, his high slider was disgusting. I was pretty stoked for him watching that. A guy that got laughed out of Yankee Land in a tough situation last year. I, I hope he hits the market and, and he finds a home because he, uh, besides that one pitch to Grisham, he looked really good. Uh, the Padres, this was their first home game in front of fans since 2006. I think it was ended up being their first win at home in front of fans since 1998. Huh. Uh, and speaking of, so that crowd was rowdy. I know a bunch of chillers in San Diego, not Philly crew. They were going nuts. How about sexy Trevor Hoffman in the crowd? Holy smokes, yeah. big-time daddy energy from him. Uh, and good Padres memories there. For me, I mean, the advantage here, I, Snell is the best Ben don't break Pitcher in baseball, IMO, whether it's his walks or just, you know, he'll put himself in the bad spot, but he seems to find a way out most nights when he's feeling good. 5.1, one earned runs. Gonsolin, like we're saying, and kind of like we said with Strider, like, I mean, just just a tough circumstance, man, to come, come into this. I mean, Dodgers bullpen essentially does their job. Uh, Padres, though, I mean, you talk about, you know, sometimes positional units in sports. I know with the football season going, people are trying to figure out, like, who's who's the best defense, who's the best offense. In this baseball playoffs, one of the best units so far has been the Padres' bullpen, um, which, you know, hater. Remember all those August question marks? They're gone. Suarez, I think he's got a $5 million player option that he's about to turn down and go turn into a lot of money somewhere else. Uh, so... Good for the Padres. And, hey, we talked about some Yankees lineup stuff. You know, they've got Soto Machado uh, in that in that 2-3 slot. Soto has the double early. Manny Machado gets walked three times before hmm. Josh Bell. So that's kind of your Josh Donaldson situation that happened with the Yankees. But Cronenworth, another two-hit game. And Trent Grisham with another two-hit game that those guys are now massive threats spread out through the lineup. Um, yeah, man. I, I mean, good for San Diego. And this was the whole... We talked about the wild card format, and do you have three starting pitchers, and what does that look like? And now, Joe Musgrove, who arguably had the best start this postseason, will be in front of that San his local San Diego crowd to take out the mighty Dodgers. Woo! Hey, Trevor Plufo for one five pitch strikeout against Trevor Hoffman. Fouled a couple uh, pitches off though. I faced Trevor Hoffman. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was what? May 23rd, 2010. Oh, Early. my gosh. Was he the Brewers? He was on the Brewers. Oh. Count. That's why I don't remember facing him. Wow. Wait, I got a yeah. hit? Uh, no. no. Five-pitch strikeout. No. You fouled two off, though. Yeah, I did. Blake Snell said it was the best crowd he's ever pitched in front of, so we'll dissect that uh, deeper than anyone should and say, in your face, Rays fans, Mets fans, and Astros fans. Tough break. Snell hates your yes, crowd. Essentially, this this yeah this game goes to the Padres bullpen being able to shut down, you know what many people consider the best lineup in baseball. Hater uh, threw a changeup and it was awesome. Ooh. Yes, he did at ninety three. Changeup at ninety three. I love power changeups. I have like uh, a bunch filthy. of videos about it coming out. Um, he's thrown. I, I tweeted it. Jake tweeted it and I added to it because we were watching in the office with uh, our, my, uh, the social team who was covering it. And I was like, how many does he throw, especially to righties? And I forget. It was 20-something. I think he threw 20-something change-ups to righties all season, which is 2.9%. And to whip it out in that moment, a one-run game, two strikes. It's just nasty. He probably didn't even need to do it, too. His fastball was abusing the Dodgers. They but to be able to have that in the bag and now they have to think about it. If yeah. they see him again, that if you're the Dodgers, you don't think about it. I think that's the way you approach it to say, let's, we need to like try to hit this guy's fastball that he's throwing right by us. Good luck with that. If he catch, if he's hitting the top of the zone. Um, yeah, the Dodgers, I mean, they have to figure that out. They have to figure the bullpen out. They got, or at least they got to go try to get some off of Musgrove. Good luck. Like it's, the runners in scoring position thing is daunting for the Dodgers. I believe they're 0 for 19 going back to the last two games. You're just not going to win baseball games if you're doing that. It's the bottom line, dude. Their pitching has been excellent. Like, their pitching has done it, especially this last game. I mean, two runs against the Dodgers? Like, you would say, you tell me the Dodgers are going to give up two runs in a game. I'm telling you they're going to win that game. But yeah, hey, 80% of the time? I think I think 90? Uh, we have a... We have a podcast on the network, uh, The Girls' Room. Jake's been on it, uh, but it's Paxton and, and Taylor and Sam. I was listening the other day, and they were saying, like, this Paxton, who just keeps saying, Dodge, or, or Taylor, Dodgers aren't going to do it. Dodgers aren't going to do it this year. Keep doubting them. And I was in the back of my head, like, I don't know, tough team to doubt. 111 wins. They've been big brother in the Padres the whole time. And here they are, one game away from losing. I think I, uh, I was on an episode of that, one of their bigger ups. Not a big deal. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I laid that out there a little bit too, just, just cause you know, there is this baseball tradition is traditionalist about starting pitcher. You Darvish people that listen to this know he is one of my favorite pitchers to watch when he's right. Snell, when he's dialed and he's in that IG chat, it kind of doesn't get better as a human being. Um, never mind the pitching, which is also really good. And then Joe Musgrove, like I said, uh, you know, he, he found another level in, in the wild card that, uh, you know, a do or die go home game. And now with him lined up, and it's it's not shots fired. I mean, Urias is an absolute stud. Uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw is one of the best pitchers of our generation, but 34-year-old Clayton Kershaw, if you want to do the playoff stuff, whatever, I don't really care, but he's not currently where you, Snell, and Musgrove are at. That, yeah, you know, in the Padres lineup. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. That Kershaw's on their level yes. right now? Yes. Okay. Well, disagree and be wrong. Um, so much. <laughs> the the 
the You're Dodgers Kershaw again. The Dodgers lineup. Yeah, I don't know why everyone doubts fucking Clayton Jake's Kershaw. Jake's kind of I, been a Kershaw doubter slightly. Kershaw, I don't doubt. Two, I want, two, I'm gonna let everyone know. Had a two-two two ERA this year. I in a playoff game, I would rather have Snell, Darvish, or Musgrove over him. Okay. Okay. And, and that's fine. Um, that being said. We talked about the Braves. We'll see what happens with our Yanks. You know, Joe Musgrove, the San Diego boy, put a dagger into those Dodgers at home. Doesn't it also seem like the big bad wolf Dodgers that won one eleven games, if they could bring it back to L.A., and maybe if San Diego has to use that bullpen one more time, you could see the teeter-totter flop back over to the Dodgers. But I don't know, man. That's... It's a must-watch game. If, if you're someone who's been in and out of the playoffs or catching whatever you can, Padres-Dodgers game four is, is the must-watch game. I want to give Snell some credit. I think he is the type of guy that advanced analytics can like. I think old school, like if we're talking like the dudes that got fired in Moneyball, like the old A's scouts would also love the dude. He's a tall lefty. Like, I don't think he drinks or anything like that. He's very much like a clean person. Um, has like the moxie and the attitude you want. Hot girlfriend, the whole thing. That's what they say. That's an Oakland A's previous scout thing, right? He went out and did it, man. In a, in a in a real tough spot, that breaking ball was absolutely nasty. He can kind of go to that whenever he wanted to. The big start for him. Now we got Musgrove going. We know how good he's been. He's had three starts against the Dodgers. They've kind of been like up and down. Seven innings pitched, three earned runs. He did K-10. That was June 30th. His next start, uh, where is his next start, was September 11th. And he went five and a third, four earned runs, less punches, a couple homers. And then he ended September 28th against them again, five innings pitched, no earned runs. He did walk four. So kind of he's had some good starts. He's had some interesting starts against them. I think, God, I think the Dodgers are going to bring this thing back to L.A. I really do. It just seems that way, right? It just doesn't seem right that the Padres would go take this thing in four games. But we're on we're close to that happening. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm um I'll be watching, like Jake said. That's it. Four games today. Can I mention yeah. Almonte for the Dodgers, who just looks like he doesn't care at all. And yeah. he's faced five batters in this series and struck out all five of them and like and hasn't even really been close. Like maybe we give that guy a little bit more run. I don't know. Mm. Okay. I like watching Tommy Canley pitch. God. It's interesting. So isn't hot. it? I like a bunch of change ups. Ninety two mile per hour change ups without even establishing a fastball. What? He, he threw one, who was it, to Grisham? Well, he has fastballs to throw to righties, <laughs> but lefties, he just throws the changeup. Like, he doesn't, it doesn't play off anything. It's bizarre. It's got so much run. It's nuts. Looking at the, I want to I just give the Tyler Anderson against the Padres. Pretty, pretty damn good this year. That's going to be interesting. He's had some really good starts against them. 
Well, everyone enjoy the four games. Mm. Should be doozies. Love you. We're out. Throw the ball. Be the baseball. Play the baseball. I like you, Killing Kershaw. I trust you in big games. I like him too. Jigsaw. I don't like Clayton Kershaw's cleats. Everybody knows that. Also, before we end, Clay Holmes, why are your shoelaces so big and long? Like, get those things wrapped up, bro. I don't like that at all. He's a bunny ears guy. Big guy. Just fixed them. Tuck them in or something.